0: for Up with the White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome into Impact Media's weekly drive right through the varsity that needs to sponsor this show. By the way, right into Bobby Dodd, everything Yellow Jacket football. As I said, my co-host is GT John Watts. How are you, John?
1: Well, we currently got the walk going, but uh, (laughs) I thought this was good. uh, That I like to say how things are going good right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, uh, as far as that goes, you know, I, I can say that the Bengals helped us learn how to walk like an Egyptian. I don't know how to walk like a Georgia Tech yellow jacket.
1: <laughs> well Just get wrecked. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> that is probably what a lot of uh yellow jacket fans and and uh players may be doing right now as uh I guess before we get into it, if you would like to if you would like to uh, contact the show for any reason whatsoever and we definitely appreciate all the feedback we get. You can do so by emailing us 3endzone at gmail dot com. That is the number three E N D Z O N E at Gmail dot com. You can search for us on Facebook, whether that is John Watts, that could be Jeremy York, that could be Impact Media. That could be up with the white and gold. You should find, if you find one of us, you'll find the rest of it on a link and listen to a show. We appreciate you guys as well. You could do so by going to Twitter and going to the account at Team Impact Media. If you want to go ahead and follow that while you're there, that would be fantastic. Scroll down to the show you want, click on it, and you can listen to your heart's desires content. I'm sure that's a phrase we'll start using now. Uh, also, if you would like to follow uh, myself or John on the rest of the social medias for show-related things and unshow-related things, including fun things we do like uh, activities that may or may not be coming up that I cannot confirm nor deny because, once again, they do not sponsor the show. Uh, you can do so by following me at the Impact 99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram, and I believe you are either – G.T. John or G.A. Tech John on all of those?
1: Yeah, pretty much. You can uh, follow me there, or you can follow me running around the kitchen like I'm doing right now. But, um, (laughs) yeah, you could could definitely find him.
0: He is is currently running around his kitchen uh, like a member of the Poultry family with their head fully intact.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you think you have it all together, and it falls apart.
0: Hey, you, you got to do what you got to do. You got to just, you know, that's, that's, a good, that's a good thing to say about this team. Oh, uh, last thing. You can also find us anywhere you find a podcast, whether that's podcasts on Spotify or the iTunes store, many other places as well. If there's a place you find a podcast that you cannot find us, first off, that's a travesty. Second of all, let us know. We will remedy that as soon as possible. But, yeah, trying to hold it all together, yet, Yet it's all falling apart. That sounds a lot like the the uh, Yellow Jackets season, as uh, they do fall to Miami, who has kind of been up and down themselves, thirty five to fourteen. Um, we'll start right there. What are your kind of overall thoughts on this game?
1: Well, I mean, for the most part, it was kind of pretty even. Um, but I mean for the most I mean for the most part I would say. Um definitely have some issues with turnovers. Um uh, a lot of quarterback um uh, sorry, a lot of interceptions, um and kind of the run backs. Um the kind of things we talked about before is controlling the turnover game and today was um, Saturday was not the day for us to be doing that. They, Miami definitely controlled that um, for most of the game. Um, and it was fairly even through the first three quarters and
0: mm-hmm.
1: then kind of fell apart.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely what I saw as well. Um, uh, we would be remiss if we did not commend the efforts of one Cameron Kitchens. Kitchens. Let me make sure to pronounce that, that first N in there. Uh, who not only had three interceptions on the day for the University of Miami, but he had, uh, I believe his third one of the day was a 99-yard pick six. Yeah. That one hurt. <laughs> that one
1: hurt. Yeah, right? any, any pick six hurt, but if you, you're all the way on that end, like you're about to score, they run it all the way back. That's, I that's, mean, that, that is the, the – yeah, that's
0: the longest interception return you can get. You can't get 100. 99 is the furthest you can get. What but, do you do? Uh, yeah, other than that, the thing that uh, I said I, I was going to mention on the show is uh, George Tech Through I don't know if it was uh, luck or dumb luck or actually some decent defense or Maybe Miami forgot that they, there was a game going on in the third quarter. You did shut them out. They, nobody scored a point in the third quarter. That's that's a bonus.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, going into the the half, fourteen to seven, and coming back, and now yeah, everyone's just holding holding ground. I mean, they're giving up. I mean, it sucks you didn't get any points, but you didn't give up any. So at least some positive notes there.
0: Well, and it seemed like it started to really derail, really come apart when uh, Zach Pyron got hurt because uh, between him and Sims, I think, are your two best quarterback options. Uh, We could debate all day as to which you think is better or worse, but it seemed like those two really can command this offense. It's really built for things that they do well, and when Zach Gibson come in, it's just not really tailored to his style game and – they just—they had no offensive firepower after Pyron
1: went down. Yeah, Pyron um, got hurt pretty well. Um, he is—I um, guess I can go ahead and say it—that he is done for the season with a broken collarbone. Then ouch. was what? Sorry, was that? I said, "Ouch." <laughs> yeah, yeah, broken collarbone was not fun. Uh, I remember as a kid, my my dad went through a broken collarbone and a broken hip out for, wanted out for a long time. So definitely hurt. So, yeah, we have done, and Sims, though he was technically available on um, an emergency basis, it does appear that maybe his injuries are a lot more than what they assumed. and he's currently in rehab, not practicing, so he's out. Like I said, leaves us with Gibson. Uh, we do have... Uh, I guess technically a four-string. And uh, I screw this up. Uh, Tyson uh, Pumachan. Good yeah, I was to about to look it that. up. I was
0: about to say, wait a minute, what is that kid's name? It's, it's.
1: Uh, I've heard people
0: stumble over it for a while. Let me try to find it real yeah. quick. There it what is. What it
1: sounds like? Older, not close.
0: <laughs> Looks like Tyson Fomicon, Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is Tyson Pumachan. Um, I, I confirmed before I said it, um, he, uh, Puma Chan, former court, Puma Chan,
0: Puma Chan. Okay. We'll go with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had to look it up. I was like, I was going to mess this up before I fail. We'll do my several sources to figure out what it is. Uh, we'll definitely got it there. He's um, a red shirt sophomore. Uh, he did three uh-huh. year at Clemson and maybe played 13 games. So he, Pretty much retained all of his eligibility when it came over uh, through the transfer portal uh, earlier this year. Six-foot-three, 227 pounds. He could run, he could throw. I mean, he's bigger. We need him. Um, it could be kind of the future uh, if he retained all the eligibility. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, looking at the death chart, uh, Gibson uh, is the one uh, that we plan to have starting. But well, you know, you know we had, it's, it's, we had
0: said about we had said about Pyron that really you didn't need him you you kinda to retain that extra redshirt year you you wanted to make sure he didn't play too many games. Uh unfortunately that injury is gonna make sure of that, but uh collarbone, that's gonna put him at least into the summer before he's even gonna be able to take any snaps.
1: Yeah. And that's that's definitely gonna hurt so um, in four ways than one, him and our team. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, right now, probably Gibson uh, finishing out the uh, season, and then depending on what may happen with head coaching and practicing the, in the future, we may probably be losing that Gibson for next year on what we bring in. Yep. But yeah, that, yep. It, it, it was rough, but uh, like I said, when, once he went down, once um, power went one down in the end of the third. Miami just pretty much found the gas pedal and went with it.
0: Yeah, cause, uh they scored three times in the fourth quarter in about a five and a half minute set. Although the last one was the ninety nine yard interception return. Uh so yeah. you know, there is that but but yeah. They they really started to turn it on when they kind of knew. I, I guess you could say if this was a UFC fight, if you know the other guy broke both his hands and he can't punch you anymore, then it's a little easier to win the fight knowing he can't punch you back. And that's, that's kind of where Miami was with that is at that point, they knew you had no real way to come back. You did get a garbage time touchdown uh, towards the very end of the game uh, that Jamie Felix caught from Zach Gibson. So it showed a little bit of promise, but – knowing what your next two or last two games of the year are and that you would have to win out for bowl eligibility, uh, Tech fans, there's – there's uh, I believe basketball has kicked off already.
1: Uh, it definitely has. Um, I think uh, maybe a week or two ago it definitely has kicked off. Um, so I'm going to kind of stay on that. But, of course, all the different that I like to watch kind of keep up with different people. Um, yep. So I'm watching other stuff too, so um of course. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting the next two uh, weeks. I mean looking at probably you know, half of the ACC championship one week and the number one team in the land the next week, uh, um, makes things a little hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you, uh, you you definitely the you got to the part of the deck that it is not stacked in your uh, in your favor at all, and we will talk about that um, uh, second part of the show. Uh, but you know, it's something I'll probably say again in the second part of the show. Tech fans, it's, it's not time to give up on this team. Could they win those games? Sure, They're, and we'll outline ways this weekend, next week on how we think they can pull this off because there is still uh, a decent, you know, an okay chance for them to do that. But the reasons why you keep watching is not just to support your team. It's that watch, more importantly, watch to see how many of these athletes continue to rally around each other and rally around this coach and continue to fight and push hard because those are the ones that you want to see on your team next year. The ones that already start packing it up, and, and just start going through the motions. Those are the ones I hope don't come back next year. Because I, at this juncture, I don't think there's anything Brent Key can do to uh, to retain head coach position. Uh, I think he's done a great job. I think uh, you know he's he's going to get a good care package on the way out the door. But I just I don't see how you can keep him in house knowing that at best you can be six and six and potentially going to a ball game uh, with your third and fourth string quarterbacks.
1: Yeah. Definitely agree there. I mean, yeah, it's a good run. And, you know, he got us to, you know, that that fourth win that we've been loose of for several years. So, I mean, dealing with what he's done, I uh, mean, yeah, it was great. He did a good job, I think, but it definitely going to have to take something new, um, different mindset, something to bring the kids together. I mean, it's kind of hard coming down at this point where, like you said, you know, the first two, our quarterbacks that we wanted to use are done. We've got the It was supposed to be the second string, and uh, as soon as he came in, you know, the game was up. Yeah, Miami blew us out. So that doesn't look just yeah. – and then, you know, we got a guy coming – got a, a four-string guy who saw 13 games in three years at Clemson. So, it's, it's, I mean, maybe a good quarterback, but, you know, it, it, it's really rough. So, I think
0: well, maybe it should what, what I've heard on, on Pumacon, um, outside of actually how to say his name correctly, because I'll just take your word on that um, – <laughs> I've heard that he is very run centric. He loves to take off and that um unless he's done something recently uh to, to remedy this, uh his passes are not always as crisp as they should be. Uh, and when somebody mentioned that to me, um uh I, I had no idea he came from Clemson. I said, Well he sounds like uh Uwangalele or whatever over there at Clemson and the guy just kinda grinned at me. So I, I, he sounds kind of like DJ from Clemson. That uh, yeah. the passes are not always there, but he can he can run when he really wants to. So maybe that's something that the next guy will develop. And um, in all honesty, I hope he gets a couple snaps, but I, I hope it's not because something happened to Gibson.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you know, we get a game where it's completely like a fourth quarter, you know, he may get taken out and you may see some snaps in. We give him just gives him time. There's only with two games left it still retain this race there, so Right. Yeah, I mean wouldn't be bad, maybe. But at a point like if we lose against UNC, Yeah. Um at that point you if you lose against UNC then, then the season's done. You're not bell eligible. So I mean, yeah, you still wanna play that last game, but you know. Probably gonna look at Make sure you don't injure anybody else. But we'll see on those two things, but I don't know. They're kind of like, uh yeah, we still I still want to root we still want to root for them to finish it out right. but with all uh, tall pass ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, you are definitely uh, any cliche that involves being behind the eight ball or any of that fun stuff. Uh, that that is uh, most most definitely uh, rocking a hard place. Uh, just, just any of those that, that, that apply at this point, but um, yeah, all all those fun things. But right now, let's take a break and hear from our friends at BetOnline.net. And when we come back, we uh, have a couple more coaching candidates, and then we're going to dig into our bag of tricks and figure out. Um, outside of suiting up Harry Potter and his magic wand, how they are going to beat UNC this weekend. We will be right back after this message. Hi, this is Jeremy the Impact York from Strong Style, Board Check, and That Sports Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest Football League developments, game matchups, news including this year's opening games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back here on up with the white and gold. He's GT John Watts. I am Jeremy. The impact York. We reviewed the, um, you know, it like you said, it was it was a close game up until it seemed like Pyron uh, goes out, and then it seemed like Miami did find that gas pedal. And uh, really ran up the score, including the 99-yard pick six. And I, I, I hate to keep bringing that up. It's impressive by that guy. He already had two. He completes the hat trick by by doing that. That's by a 99-yard pick six. That's that's incredible. Good for him. But let's talk coaching candidates because we still haven't named one. I don't think they're going to until the end of the year because I mean, if I'm Brent Key and they name my successor before the season's done, I'll probably just quit and go home. <laughs>
1: Kind of, I mean, there's no
0: reason to no reason to hang on there. I mean, at least if they haven't named one yet, if you're Brent Key, you're like, you know, there's still a small chance I could take this, and there is, even though yeah. we don't think so. I mean, there is a small window out there. Uh, it's a slightly bigger window than the window of them potentially winning these next two games, but there is a window out there that Brent Key stays on as the coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. There, and I think it'd be crazy to say, "Hey, uh, for these last two games, we're gonna bring someone else in." We can, I mean at this point, finish it out and figure it out in the off season. Because
0: I mean, if if they did, if they did, you know, if Brent Key did leave, I mean, who are they gonna name next? Like the. Uh... Biology professor or something to take over. I mean, I don't know who else you would bring in at this point. They would want to coach two games, knowing that that's it. Right.
1: Like it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, and, I mean, it happens. We've, we've seen coaches coach that one game and then they bought somewhere else. But it's still just a. It's almost like a hey, we're just bringing you in for a little bit, only we'll figure out who we really want. That's not right. really something. I've...
0: Well, and speaking of people that um, that you may really want. Who is this week's coaching candidate for you?
1: Um, I am going with, and some people may have heard this last name, uh, possibly if they listen to some of your other shows um, concerning Sun Sunbelt school. I'm going okay. with the brother of current Georgia Southern head coach, Clay Helton. i going with Tyson Helton this week.
0: I didn't know he had a brother.
1: Apparently he does. Um <laughs> apparently um they they both had a father course, you know most of this. Um pretty much everybody does, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not no. Um <laughs> <laughs> former NFL and collegiate coach Kim Helton, um, was their father. If Okay. If, 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 but yeah, uh, Tyson Helton is currently the head coach at Western Kentucky. You know, that one school you kept talking about in the beginning of the season. Uh, yeah,
0: there is there is so many ties for them in the last few years for me that is that is crazy.
1: Um so yeah, he he's been around uh, for a little while. He um he played for University of Houston from ninety six to ninety nine as a quarterback. Uh, uh-huh. in the middle East and uh as a graduate assistant under June Jones down in Hawaii. Oh and, would uh, stay there until about 2003, uh, doing some other roles, special teams, and tight ends. Then kind of moved up to um, back to Memphis. Yep. Uh, Memphis, he was there from 2004 to 2006. Um, Currently, and during that time, he coached uh, this one guy, this kicker named uh, Steven Goskowski. Uh, yeah, I anyone... think I've heard of him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, anyone, anyone who follows the Patriots might might know who that is. Um, and then so he stayed on there for a couple of years, and then from 2007 to 2012, he was a quarterback and running back coach for the University of Alabama Birmingham
0: Blazers. I guess he was there all the way till they. No, it was a little later on. I was about to say, they, they ended the program and then restarted it, like, in, uh, in like, 17, I think. Yeah.
1: Um, then uh, he spent one year up in Cincinnati as a tight end coach. Um, and a little bit there, but I would say it was one year where he would join the staff at Western Kentucky as the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. And so and this is just stuff, stuff there and it would also go on to uh USC. Um, also where he would be uh quarterback coach. Uh under at that time, head coach Clay Hilton. Uh so he yep. quarterback And he was the, yeah,
0: he was also the uh the passing game coordinator there
1: I think too. Yep. Um and during that time, uh that first year he was there, his quarterback named Sam Darnold. I uh, was at USC. I would. I oh bet yeah, he ever the, won uh, that.
0: the the Carolina Panther great Sam Darnold, right?
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, they got, that year. guy. That has
0: got the special ability. He can see ghosts. I, I think that's fascinating.
1: <laughs> um. And then he was only he was there um, to the end of 2017. He uh, was going to Tennessee, uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach um, under Jeremy Pruitt. Mm-hmm. And then November 2018, he became the head football coach at Western Kentucky.
0: Um, and uh, they've seven. actually not been bad in recent years.
1: Yeah. Um, last, so from 2019 to 2021, uh, they made you know bowl game playoffs bowl game slash playoffs every uh year. Uh, with two and one in bowl games. Um, and then uh, this year they're currently seven and four. So depending on they might do something there. Uh, but I think I you mean know, what they've been able to do with I think mean, a lot of quarterback offenses, um, coordinator positions, like we kinda of talked earlier with <laughs> where they've been going, we can really use some help there as the quarterback, uh, wherever yep. he's going. So, it would be a pretty good candidate there um, to kind of help us out. Help us out there. Like yeah,
0: that's that's not a bad choice at all. Because um, I'm sure that uh, Jay Bat has ran across the Helton brothers at least one of or both of them in his career. So he may be familiar enough to to want to bring him in.
1: No, i said, I mean, being there at Tennessee, I you know, probably ran into him there, and uh, I said, "Clay, currently down in George Southern." Uh, so, I mean, familiar with the area So, I mean, bring bring him back here, and you know, we can have the helping brother do in Georgia. So, I'm sure yeah. We'll help him out a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think that's a, another good candidate.
1: So, you know,
0: if nothing else, we may just keep doing this show every week just to come up with new candidates. I mean, at this point, it's just <laughs> we're coming up. I mean, cause we're digging. Cause this, uh, the guy I'm going to bring up is actually a lot of people consider him a front runner for another current open job. But, um, I think it's somebody that tech should definitely look into. Uh, this guy, this guy is a uh, – he was born in Gadsden, Alabama, not far from where I sit right now. Where my wife was born. Wait. Yep. Pretty good place then, wasn't it? Yep, yep. And actually, without – no, not you know what? Not even going to say that. I, I was going to say something that involved numbers, and I am not going to say that. This guy <laughs> is clearly older than your wife. He is clearly older than your wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. do I mean – it's it's amazing that that you were able to find a uh, a twenty six year old uh, bride like that. Uh, just uh, fantastic work by you, sir. I know, right? I feel like that. Yep, every day I know. You, you're always talking <laughs> about it. Um, he went to Atala, Ottawa High School. This guy actually played for Auburn University for a handful of years before he went to the NFL, where he was uh, the fifth overall pick any idea who I'm talking about yet?
1: Nope, not talking my head. Uh,
0: let me go through some places he has coached, including a place that is even closer. In fact, you're really close to a place he coached. I'm pretty close. Uh, he started his coaching career at Henderson State. That's not the one I'm talking about. Then in 2016, he found himself as a graduate assistant at West Georgia, Go Wolves. Oh. Yeah, for people who don't know, pull the curtain behind. Right now, both of us are not that far from that university at all. Uh, he went to the IMG Academy as a running backs coach. Went to the Birmingham Iron. Uh, we may have seen him coach. Uh, that was the AAS. So we may have seen him coach uh, here in Atlanta. Uh, then then he has been at Auburn ever since, the, the place where he played. Uh Places that he, he also played were Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers and St. Louis with the Rams before he called his a career. He actually has over 4,000 yards, 21 rushing touchdowns, over 1,000 receiving yards, and four receiving touchdowns. And he finds himself as the interim Auburn head coach as we speak. I am talking about Carnell Lamar Cadillac Williams. A, Good old Cadillac Williams.
1: Yep, that a name that was prominent here at the back.
0: Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people think he's the front runner for Auburn, but if uh if they somehow screw that up, it's possible if they don't keep him on as as the uh the head coach, then uh even before he's offered the position, I would contact them about interviewing him. Because either you're going to get a chance to interview him for your head coaching vacancy, or it's going to force them to have to tell everybody we plan on keeping him on. Yes, yeah. and I mean, you can either cross somebody off your list, or you can add somebody really prominent to it. And this team has really rallied around. You talk about a, a, a storied program in Auburn that they have all the history, the upsets, the the championships. I mean, we could we could go through all of that stuff. But the last handful of years, they have been a flaming dumpster um, train wreck. And ever since he kind of took over as the interim position, team rallies around him. You know, they're not, they're not beating the brakes off people, but that's, they've got to turn over some personnel to do that. But this team really follows behind him. They really uh, appreciate him. He has that culture that he has brought back to uh, Auburn University. They're still they're still almost selling out games even though they're not that good. That's all stuff that Georgia Tech needs to happen. And so I kind of like Cadillac Williams as an outside chance to, to coach Tech.
1: Yeah, I definitely see you there. Um, Auburn, Auburn will be, uh, I'm going to say Auburn would probably be stupid to let that one go. Um, because, I mean, in my mind, Cadillac Williams and Auburn is not. Man, if they don't pursue it, yeah, definitely. I mean, I was definitely um, looking at that. I mean, he, he understands the, the game. Um, really, they, they felt you know, enough to be the interim over there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, definitely, I definitely see that.
0: Um, so. It'll work, yeah. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, like I said, it's either going to force them to have to reveal their hand that they're going to – they're. They're either going to strongly consider him, or or pretty much bring him on, or you can go. Oh, okay, well, if if you guys aren't going to announce that he's going to be a permanent hire, then we'd like to interview him, and you get to interview, uh, maybe the right candidate. Yeah, I
1: mean, you never really know. I mean, going to be the right candidate because we had no right. idea with Jay <laughs> I mean right there possibly. Yeah. The so you never know. I mean, no.
0: Now, in all fairness, I'm not just saying this to to make us look good. He was probably further down our list, but he I didn't think he was one of the top candidates. So he must have wowed them from the start, and they just said, "You know what? We don't need to waste a lot of time. I think it's him."
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely something they were they were looking to do is really get that in place pretty quickly. So I mean if the pieces all fall right in your lap, you're like, "All right, we're good." Come on, if you want to come on? Come on. So, yeah. But yeah uh see, see the uh that fit in. I think he would have yeah. a mentality to bring you know, the players together you know, with his experience and you know understanding uh, you know, when he was there auburn was more of a more of a high ca- higher caliber team back then uh right you know, all that mm-hmm. yeah I <laughs> think he's definitely there.
0: Yep, exactly
1: But Real quickly as
0: we round out this week's Up with the White and Gold We are going to um, Slightly preview And it's going to be a really quick uh, preview Of this game versus UNC I'm going to add a little bit of something We'll hear a little something from you about it And then we will go into our three keys Three keys to victory The thing I want to bring up Is I have seen this team Um Already this year, I saw them very early on. They faced Georgia State, and even though they only won by, by a score, by seven points over Georgia State, um, here is some of the damage they did. You got their quarterback, May, who was 19 for 24 for 284, uh, two touchdowns and an interception. It's not a bad day at all. They had Hampton, who ran for 110 yards and two touchdowns. They had D.J. Jones, who ran for 61 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and May added a few, too, but they were scramble yards. They had three receivers with 60-plus receiving yards, two of them in Pesor and Morales actually had uh, touchdowns in that one. They are very disruptive. I believe they ended up, they ended up with a couple sacks, a bunch of uh, tackles for the loss, bunch of interceptions. They're a really good team. And like you said, they're one half of the ACC championship as they will take on uh, Clemson coming up in a couple weeks. But overall, what I took away from them, they are a really strong team. They can be beat if you can hang around long enough to to have a chance like Georgia State did. Uh, Even though they lost, they were in the game for the most part. But UNC does not make a lot of mistakes. Especially this late in the season, so you're going to have to bring your A plus game.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, when you, you got a quarterback who some people are you know, putting in that Heisman conversation. Um, uh-huh. I mean, looking at some of the players that are are in, in are deeply in the Heisman conversation, and he's had better numbers. So yep. honestly my opinion. I, I didn't understand why he hasn't been more in the conversation. Um, but that, you know, that, it's kind of hard to... That's a, again, like I said, tall test. Um, right. So, guy got the most touchdown passes, second in passing yards per game, third in total passing yards, tied for fourth in yards per attempt, fifth in completion percentage, and seventh among quarterbacks in rushing yards. <laughs> or how
0: about this he's he's thrown for slightly more than ten ten times as many touchdowns as he's thrown interceptions thirty four touchdowns three interceptions that is ridiculous numbers
1: yeah he, 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 he's putting up i mean a great show um uh, I' think that I hate to say it, but he may may had the numbers this week. <laughs> Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I said maybe. Uh, there's still a chance here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, so yeah, they're doing pretty good. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. And there's there's some things that if we can capitalize on, find what mistakes they can make, force them to. uh and do things, I mean like I said, he's a great in passing yards, so there's gonna be something we we're gonna to have to control or make sure we're covered. Uh, I'll not be leading into a future conversation this podcast, but yeah. yeah well, then uh
0: you know and the and the last thing I'll add before we get into the keys is just in looking at it, um the things that you do that tech does well. Um, don't necessarily translate into the things that they don't. That's uh, that's something they they are more susceptible to give up um, a lot of pass yards. And you guys are not really a pass heavy team. You rely more on the run. But on the flip side, they tend to give give up almost 200 yards rushing a game. So maybe that's a way to exploit them.
1: Yeah, um, I think, like uh, I said, I mean, there'll be areas that we can capitalize on. Um, and if we watch the film and understand what they do, you know, we'll definitely, um, could hopefully be better than, than, the, than the spread is calling for. Yep.
0: Yeah, the spread's looking, 20, 21 is what I'm looking at from... Uh, whatever ESPN's listed, I, I think they get it from DraftKings, and the over/under is sixty-three. Um, unless it gets super competitive, I take the under on the sixty-three. The twenty-one—that's—that's that's a little much. But uh, we don't know how that's going to go. You, you never really know. But let's uh, let's jump right into the three keys to victory because we're not just going to make these up for the sake of the show. Uh, we're going to actually come up with three ways that Georgia Tech, if they do these things, have the ability to pull off this win. And I will let you do the first
1: one. Uh, well, as we said, the you know, quarterback is he, very high at passing, so I think we're going to have to control uh, those big plays. Um, North Carolina tends to be very explosive um, when it comes to those. So if we can mm-hmm. kind of limit the big plays, the wide-open things we tend to do, kind of leaving players wide-open down the middle, down the field, uh, kind of control of that, that would help.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to go a little little crazy off the board here. And I'm going to say that you uh, key number two is on offense, I want to see a two-quarterback tandem. But I don't want to just flip them in and out where one plays here, one plays there, or stuff like that. No, I want to use Gibson as, and this is going to be a really crazy example because these two players are nothing alike. Uh, He is going to kind of be the Drew Brees of this situation in that he is going to be listed as the quarterback. and, And he's going to be, majority of the time, he's going to be in. But I want to see some uh, Taysom Hill-like plays drawn up for Pumacon. If he's really good at running and he can pass a little bit, then you kind of Tim Tebow it. You know, you do a lot of design runs. If he's in the game, it makes them have to account for somebody else. Uh, So you just exploit the fact that they have no idea who this kid is either. So I think you run that that two-quarterback tandem and run it the way the Saints did with with Breeze and Taysom Hill with the the change-ups and the – the, the crazy runs. And sometimes he can just be a distraction on the outside and just be a, uh, uh, just, uh, a fake receiver or something like that. But that's what I'll go with for the second one. Okay. Okay. So what do you have for the third key to victory for Georgia
1: tech? Well, I know I've said it before and i tend to rely on this one. Um, Controlling the turnover ratio, He yep. did poorly on that on Miami. We can't rely. We can't have any more of those 99-yard pick sixes. Um, so, I, mean, I think if we can get back to you know what we had in the beginning of the season, you know the plus 15 turnover margin. If we, if we can somehow you know get through that offensive line, get some sacks or even fumbles. You know, once the ball's, you know, in the hands of the receiver, that. If we can try uh, to work on that, I mean, if we can control that, it might uh, definitely kind of help um, get the entire explosive offense.
0: Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I was just looking up the turnovers. Uh, here it is. There were four by Georgia Tech. And they were all interceptions. Yeah, you, you you can't you can't lose four to nothing on the on the turnover battle and expect to win. Yeah. But it could have been worse. Another team that we covered had another blocked punt for a touchdown this week. So at least you didn't have one of those. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That, that'll, uh, that'll and uh, I,
0: yeah, I was about to saying that coach in the press conference. Um, I don't think I used that clip this week on, on that show, but uh, he said, uh, I, I don't know how you can have a blocked punt for a touchdown, return for a touchdown, and expect to win the game. And uh, I got to agree. If something crazy like that happens, your game went off the rails.
1: Yeah. Because we saw what we did, you know. It was just saying like game after game, was just blocked punt, blocked punt. I'm like, this is not going to work. No. But –
0: recap because we're gonna keep it positive on the way out the door. Uh key number one you said uh control their passing game, right? Yeah. All right. Key number two, I said use Puma Con as uh Taysom Hill, basically, and try to change it up with some uh some, some random plays that and packages that he's in. And then uh, key number three, got to control that turnover battle. And I, I do think if they do those things, you don't have to be as crazy to use my idea. But uh, if you at least do the first and third one, I feel pretty good about you might be in this game late in the fourth.
1: Yeah. I um, I definitely agree with that. So hopefully the fourth does end up like this week. Um, and... We'll still be in it. Yep, hopefully so. But
0: that's all we got for you, Tech fans. We'll be back next week to talk more head coaching candidates, to talk about this game, to tell you how you're going to beat UGA. Yes, I said that with a straight face. But for GT John Watts, I am Jeremy the Impact Dork. This has been Up with the White and Gold. We'll see you guys next week.
1: Go Jackets.